All right. Hello, Angelo. How are you going? I'm good, thanks, Sean. How are you? I'm good, thanks. So you're you're live right now. We go straight into it. So thank you for coming on board to this podcast here. I'm sure we've done many of these before, and I'm not sure if they got posted before, but this one we go straight on. None of them have been posted. We've done, what, probably five? <laughs> five or six. Oh, and, I'm pretty sure some of them have been recorded and deleted by accident, or maybe even we just started talking, there was no recording at all. Uh, I think both of those have happened. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so oh, unlike the ones that we've done in the past, though, uh, we're going to make sure that this is going to be a little bit shorter, a little bit more concise and straight to the point. So let's get started. Uh, my name is Sean, as always you guys can call me Ben and uh, this is the Momentum podcast where we want to build and create momentum in life and everything in between. I have Angelo here and he's going to talk about himself and he has a pretty interesting story which I think is pretty cool because um, afterwards it led to a lot of opportunities but uh, what can you say about yourself in about 30 seconds or less before we get started? Oh geez Sean you've put some pressure on me. Um my name is Angelo. I'm a director of a videography website software company called Cohesion Co. We are um, located in the city in Perth. Um, and I believe that the story is Sean is referring to is my Liz Frank fracture, which I incurred about four years ago now. Um, and yeah, as you said, it led to a lot of opportunity, but let's kind of let's lay down the groundwork and start telling the story for all these listeners who would be incredibly keen to hear about my foot <laughs> yeah well feet that's that's where the magic happens and um i feel like this is a very interesting story because everyone when they get injured or everybody who gets injured should i say they think it's just it's gone it's 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 hard and don't get me wrong like injuries are difficult but um you came out with a pretty cool skill out of it which I'm not going to spoil his alert. It led you to cohesion, essentially. Yeah, it did. Um, so I guess I guess the best place to start is the actual injury itself and how it happened. So as you would know, Sean, but the listeners would know, um, <laughs> I started playing I started playing gridiron um, year, a few years back. And, you know, it was all, all going well, I guess. You know, I was a rookie. I had no idea what I was doing. So, you know, just run out there, try and catch a ball, have a bit of fun. And... There was a certain play where I was being targeted. I was running a out route, so run five steps, go out towards the boundary line, and the ball. It was a terrible throw by the quarterback, and definitely wasn't a terrible <laughs> route by me. Um, it was underthrown and it was picked off, so it was intercepted. I was like, oh shit, okay, well I've got to try and redeem try and play the team defense. here. <laughs> so I, I tackled this guy, and and as you're doing, or as people doing gridiron, it's just a free for all. So. As soon as I tackled this guy and I kind of held him up a bit, everyone just kind of piled into us. And there was a linebacker, uh, no, an O-lineman, no, a linebacker, sorry, linebacker from their team who came mm. over to kind of assist his mate. And he just, you know, plowed into us. But in the process, he actually stepped on my foot. And I didn't know this at the time. I, I didn't feel anything. So I, I got up and I went to put pressure on my foot and it was like there was nothing there. Like I just had a stump. And I was like, what the hell? Is going on here, Ugh. and then I kind of I kind of limped off and iced it up, and then after the game when we went to shake hands, it was just like I don't know if you've had a broken bone, Sean, but I'm sure people listening when they've had a broken bone, you it feels broken, and I had that feeling in my foot. I was like, oh, here we go. I 
I'm not gonna lie. Like this is a pretty serious injury on your end, but I'm not gonna brag here. When I was uh probably seven years old, I was in the pools, you know, public pools, and used to do, and uh, I jumped, and believe it or not, I hurt my toe. I didn't break anything, but it hurt. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know I, the feeling. Then. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm, I'm completely in the same boat as you right now. <laughs> oh, it, yeah, it was it was a mess. It was a mess. Um, so after that, I, I hired out some crutches from the shop, uh, from the shop, sorry, from the pharmacy, because I just couldn't put any pressure on it. And I was like, okay, there's, there's clearly something wrong here. So the next day, I went to um, the emergency room at Royal Perth. And I sat down and I waited for like three hours because there's shit over there. And <laughs> I, got, I got my x-rays and the doctor's looking at it and he's like, yeah, mate, there's nothing wrong here. And I'm like, dude, don't tell me there's nothing wrong here. I can't, my foot's the size of a balloon and I can't walk. They actually like, said no, nothing no. was wrong. Then he said, there's nothing wrong. So he goes, oh, there's nothing wrong. And I was like, mm, okay. So I left and the next day I went to the physio and the physio, I, I hobble in and he, I sit down and he starts doing you know um observing my foot testing its movement and he's like you need to go get another x-ray and i'm like no i'm not going again he's like okay well you need an mri because i think you've got a liz frank fraction like, what's a liz frank fracture and oh it's it's for for those listening it's actually when the um it's it's a dislocation in the foot when the metatarsals come apart and the ligaments tend to rupture so, I so i'm just MRI. thinking like I'm just thinking like someone stepped on it. It's a pancake and it, all the legit, bones looking like a shotgun. That, that's it. So, and, and because we're wearing studs, they kind of wedged in perfectly within the metatarsals oh. and, and, pried them, and pried them apart. So I got the MRI and lo and behold, there was, it, there, the ligament was ruptured and there was actually some fractures uh, in the bones, in the metatarsals around the, the ligament rupture that were evident on the, um, on the x-ray. So I'm not sure... We're not sure what the first guy said, right? Not sure what he was talking about. Sorry, but I didn't go to this physio. I would have been... I would have... You wouldn't just walk around with a foot that didn't work. Yeah, I would have slowly recovered, but the the side effects when I start to age would have been severe. It would have been Mm. a complete deformity. Um, So we got uh, got the MRI back, Liz Frank fracture. I had to see the surgeon to discuss, like, surgery, obviously, and... um, he decided it was probably for the best. So I was like, oh, fuck. And I passed out, passed out in the doctor's office because I didn't want to get surgery. So there's fun fact. Just like, out there. Was, that your, was that your first major ever surgery you've ever done? Gone and oh, when, when? I, when I was four, I had my tonsils and adenoids removed, but that, that's nothing. Like, I don't think that counts. I don't, <laughs> no, it, it's, a, it's a different type of surgery. It's, and, and I had a cyst removed from my forehead. But again, that's just like under local anesthetic. So mm, it wasn't mm. too hectic. Um, so this was the first then, actual major yeah first first actual one got a couple screws in my foot um and then that's where the fun started so bedridden for or not bedridden but i had to keep my leg elevated for close to six weeks and then there was no six months and then it was a slow slow rehab from from then on so that's i just um i really can't imagine that like honestly my worst ever injury was well well, first of all, let's talk about like surgery wise. My first most traumatic surgery was when I was a kid and I ate too much lollies and my teeth rot. So I had to go get them removed. No and, um, <laughs> yeah. So my auntie used to own a deli and I'd have no recollection of this. My auntie used to own a deli 
And I remember that much. And apparently, I used to hide underneath the counter and eat all the jelly snakes. <laughs> I wanted to be like oh five or six. And then I'd had two rotten teeth, and I'd say them like the teeth just underneath your canines on your yeah. lower lower jaw. And I had to get those removed. And I remember that much. And as a kid being gassed, you're just kicking and screaming. I had no idea what happened. Um, but that was traumatic to me. Even if I think about it now, it gives me a bit of sweat. And my, my heart rate right now is increasing. I'm pretty sure I just burned 100 calories in those few seconds. Explain. <laughs> Sean, how many lollies did you eat to get rotten teeth in such a short amount of time? <laughs> I, so that's the thing. I probably ate so much, I probably passed out because I have no recollection of this at all. My cousins told me about it. My mum told me about it. My aunties, like everyone. And I was like, I have no memory of this. Like, where's Sean? And apparently the, uh, the old saying was he's probably under the counter eating frogs or something. And, um, yeah, there we are. That's, that's what happened. That's, that's a phenomenal <laughs> I tried, you know, that's that. an A for effort. That's, that's... <laughs> let's drive this back on track. Um, let's talk about your time frame of injury. So how long did it take for, say, day one of surgery and all the way to like the day you could probably start doing a jog again? Oh, gosh. Um, so all this, I, I can't, you know, as, as time goes on, you, you tend to forget about these things. But luckily, I've documented all of it on um, those YouTube vlogs that I did back back when this was all, all happening. Um, did, which did um, and you still have them, did you? Yeah, I, I still have them. So they're, they're up on my Send them to me afterwards. I'll link in the show notes. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll chuck them in there. Um, but that documents everything quite concisely. So that's good. But um, and, and I actually watched them the other day because I had to answer a few questions because I, I had heaps and heaps of comments. So I didn't even realize. I was like, oh, okay. People must actually care, you know? So I was like, oh, all right. I'll, yeah. um, I'll reply to their yeah. comments and I rewatched all the videos as well. I was like, oh, yeah, it's good memories. And I couldn't walk. Um, but in terms of time frame, from the actual injury itself to my first step would have been close to six months. Um, it was wow. only, yeah, because there was a significant portion where it had to be elevated um, and it was on blood thinners just because there was a risk of clotting and obviously if you get a clot, no good. Um, so yeah, it was um, probably six months to my first steps um, in a moon boot and by the end of, so six months, I was kind of doing nothing. Uh, and then the surgeon was like, all right, we need to get you moving to kind of get a bit more blood flow. So get you prepared for the removal surgery. And that's obviously the removal of all the hardware that was placed in my foot. Um, so he gave me a not week. The actual- no, 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 not the Bunnings hardware. Um, so he gave me, gave me one week to kind of relearn how to walk and far out. That was the most painful week, having no weight on your foot to all of a sudden bang, bang, bang. And I was like, oh, okay. So... I got... Um, what was that pain like? Can you describe that? Um, oh, worse than the injury itself? Not, like the occurrence of the injury? Not worse. It's, it's different. It's, it just hasn't been used in so long and it's just so sore. Like, um, it just feels really... It feels... Again, if anyone's had a broken bone, for example, and it comes out like if you break your arm... Because I broke my arm when I was younger. You break your arm. It's in the cast for ages. It comes Man. out and it just feels really degenerative. Degenerative. If that makes sense? It just yeah. feels really weak. Any type of movement's a huge effort. Like you really got to 
push all of those electrical pulses through your spinal cord into your muscles to really, <laughs> really control it. Like it's a real forced effort. And because it was in my... That's a, that's a real X-Men kind of explanation right there. Oh, it, it was nothing. It wasn't anything like X-Men, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> so it's just, it's just like a, a numbing, very painful soreness. And then obviously multiply that with the pressure of having your whole body on your foot. It's just quite painful. But over, over the days... Yeah, yeah kind of walking it got it got more used to it actually adapted very quickly by the end of the week the seven days he gave me to walk I was able to walk um like quite proficiently I did have a little bit of a limp obviously but it was um markedly better nothing unfixable yeah um yeah and then from there I went to have the hardware removal surgery uh and I was able to actually walk out of the surgery which was a nice that's good that's amazing it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't too sore, but again, I was juiced up on, <laughs> on drugs, so I can't, I couldn't really feel much. Um, <laughs> I think it probably, to be honest, it probably took a further six months after that to actually be able to jog properly again, um, and then kind of slowly evolve into sports. So, all in all, it was, to be honest, it was probably a twelve-month period to actually get back to actually jogging, and for it to actually feel. Mm normal again and feel 100% comfortable and not even have it in the back of my head probably like 18 months to two years total so it's a big confidence thing on it isn't it yeah it is it is especially with running and and with gridiron for example cutting which is like you know really cutting your foot into the ground applying heaps of force through it to to make those maneuvers the sharp movements yeah that's um a very big movement when it comes to most of those 3d sports oh yeah um especially with basketball. Like I just did a few basketball drills yesterday and my knees were feeling a little bit off and then my ankle as well. I was like, wow, that's a lot of weight on one limb and you don't realize it until injuries or deconditioning. Yeah, it's, it's true. It's true. Like, and, and you lose it quite quickly when you're not um, involved in it and doing it nonstop, like training for it nonstop. It just kind of goes. And then, yeah, it just takes ages to come back. And yeah, you've got muscle memory, but it's a big confidence thing, I think. I think that's what a lot of... Um, like in the AFL, when someone does an ACL, they're not the same. But I think it's amazing. Yeah, psychologically. Yeah. Um, but that was a really interesting thing that I took out from your experience when I saw you hurt yourself. Um, I saw you at the gym and yeah. you picked up, you tried to keep yourself busy. Can you tell me a little bit more about like the gym? <laughs> and essentially, I'm trying to talk about camera and where it all led you yeah okay well i guess it wasn't all doom and gloom like there was silver lining at the end of it which you don't see when you're in the middle of the storm but you know on um on analysis you're like oh yeah it turned out to be okay so i didn't want to lose too much condition during this time and that proved to be very hard when you can't lose when you can't use your lower body um so i did go to the gym but it was more so for that social aspect because obviously you were there and a few of our other mates were there at the time and you know yeah. go there and have a chat and I would try and do lots of upper body stuff with with no um uh, oh not not even all upper body I used to try and keep my right leg which was the healthy leg kind of in good shape but you can only do so yeah. you can only do so much um so I'd go to the gym pretty much to try and stay as fit as possible um and also keep myself mentally sane and I think what you're referring to what I also did in this time is that I started filming the, the gridiron games because I, I literally had nothing to do. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'm just going to, um, I, I had a camera and I was like, I'll just film the games. I'll put together like a little highlights promo 
and I decided I did the side I liked. I was like, oh, yeah, this is pretty cool. So I just kept kept doing it, kept doing it, and over time it, it developed into a skill and a business in our company. So that was a nice surprising silver lining. Um, the videos that I did first make are horrendous. I can't believe that. Oh, it's really <laughs> disgusting, but got to come from somewhere. It, exactly, like, and I always tell these to people as well. Like, in obviously in my field, we do a lot of exercise, we do a lot of rehab, and if you're not somewhat embarrassed of what you did when you first started, and it's been years or months or whatever it is, then you're not really progressing, mm. and you're not expanding your horizons. Um, and I look back at my like my first blogs to my first vlogs which i now put on unlisted um but it it makes me hella cringe and thinking (laughs) hey look we might be bringing those back and that's why we're doing things like this because um it takes a lot of time to really feel comfortable in your own skin but even just saying that feeling comfortable in your own skills which eventually is um like a business or it's a service that you provide and um yeah that's why i thought that your story was amazing with that because man like everyone always sees where we are now and sometimes it's not about where we are now, but where we want to be. And it just gets confusing for everyone. Yeah. You, you quickly forget about like when, when you've, when you're, when you set out your goals and you, you start to achieve them, you, you quickly forget where you came from. So it's always good just to have a little nod back, mm. especially when it comes from something not tragic, but some, some type of adversity. It's like, oh, you know, it's mm. a nice, nice ending to the story. And um, I, Who's someone that you look up to? Because I, I have someone in mind and I've got a story I want to tell about it. But who is there anything that like some role model or sportsman or anything along those lines where you like, hey, look, I look up to that person as a, as a character. Yeah, or as friend or as a character for, for what, work or just persistent like, lifestyle? Um, everything of your life, I guess. Yeah, I guess life is work and work is life when you're the business owner. But, um, but it's just anyone that kind of gives you that kind of bit of inspiration. Um, well, that's a good question. That's a good question. Um, to be honest, Sean, I don't really, I don't know. I don't like looking up to anyone, um, you know. And you're, you're, you're kind of on like your own role no, model. Not, not, not really, but I, I just feel like, you know, the, the role <laughs> models um, that a lot of people consume these days are like celebrities, athletes and stuff. And they live in a completely foreign world. Like, how is that relatable? Like, yeah, you can aspire to be like that, but. You know, a lot of the promotion yeah. is pretty empty, to be quite frank. Um, so, yeah, it, it, obviously there's, there's you know, you'd, you'd have the, the main contenders like dad, mum, <laughs> you know. You're, you're yeah, yeah. Family, but um, in, in terms of business, not because... Yeah, Elon Musk and all that kind of stuff yeah, as well. even like, you know, business owners and, and um, entrepreneurs, which is now a very cancerous title, um, those guys... Oh full of shit like you know gary v like i actually don't know neither do i i just knew everyone through and like good on him he he smashed the um he smashed the 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 dot-com bubble killed it um and now all he literally all he is is this guy that is really charismatic and doesn't speak like a you know a businessman or a politician and all he says is legit all he says is common sense and people eat this up like it's like it's some A grade pasta, like you know, breakfast. It's, it's <laughs> so I don't like falling into those those traps where you start to really idolise someone. Like I don't. I don't yeah, yeah, and that's um, 
there's a something that like I, I remember learning in my sports psychology class. It's um, something about learning to aspire and inspire. And you should never put someone on a pedestal that's too high to the point where you think, oh, I shouldn't do that because if that person does it, I can't do it. But it should be to the point is like, if that person can do it, you can't be afraid to achieve greatness in yourself. That's, that's true. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a um, good lesson. I'm going to show you a bit of something. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you something about like someone I look up to and only because my background was yeah. basketball, but nothing in the sense of basketball itself. And we hear it in every single context. And Kobe Bryant was a guy who I really look up to. But I'm reading his autobiography. Yeah, exactly it. And I'm reading his biography. And holy crap, like this guy was just a robot. Like so many of the people um, quoted in it were saying that he had no emotion. Like all he ever did was live basketball Mm. to the point where people didn't know him as as a personality. But the one thing that he always pushed for was people who were um, better than him or people who never were kissed up to him because he said that even though he knows he's that good because that's that's what he grew up with. Like he had the confidence. He never wanted anyone to let him know he was the greatest. He wanted to earn it from them just as much because if he was already that good, no one else is going to push him. He doesn't want to be good anymore. Um, And it goes to show like being that that saying of – if you're in a room and you're the smartest person, you're in the wrong room. Mm. That's a, I've, heard, I've heard that. Because I've always no, heard the, <laughs> the um, really? motto, always be the smartest in the room. I haven't heard that one. A little extended. Little extended oh, yeah. <laughs> I've heard that one. Yeah. And also the next one after that is uh, to be the smartest person and the quietest person is to be better than the dumbest and loudest person. But we're not going to be criticizing on quotes no. and mottos right now because some people are obviously looking for motivation. We're not going to demotivate I have, I have, on I have that. One, <laughs> one saying that my year nine accounting teacher would always say to this one guy, and he's always so loud in class, he would say his name was Patrick. Yeah. And um, the t- teacher, the teacher name was Mr. Business and he was like, in his very baritone voice, like Patrick, <laughs> empty vessels make the loudest noise. And I was like, that's so true. <laughs> so true. <laughs> um, we're going to sum it up right now because with the whole like sayings and mottos and inspirations or anything, um, you went through a hard time with your rehab. And um, it was one thing that I also really remember that you did was you looked for social support with people who actually understood because if no one actually really knew what a Liz Frank was like me, I'd be like, oh, good on you, man. Let's put a shoe on it and let's, <laughs> let's walk. That'd be walk. me. Um, because <laughs> I didn't know any better back then. Um, but you said you found it like a Facebook um, support group that was around that yeah, Liz Frank there was injury. A, um, a page on fa- – or a group, sorry, on Facebook called Liz- the Liz Frank Fracture Club, <laughs> which is – which, which, I, which, is, which is pretty funny when you look back at it now. Um, and, yeah, it was just, you know, it was nice to listen to people's experiences and also, like, their recovery because it gives you a bit of hope because at the time it's kind of all doom and gloom. You're like, oh, shit, I'm never recovering from this. Um, similar to what people probably feel now with this corona business. Like, oh, we're never getting outside, but, you know, mm. we'll get outside. Um, just yeah, got- so I just yeah. kind of, you know, you, you, you put – some comments there and you have a chat to people, listen to their experiences. And, you know, I was like, Oh, this is, this is quite engaging. And I was like, okay, well look, I've been doing this film thing for the gridiron club for a little bit now. I should probably film my, my experiences and post it here just so people can see it as opposed to, you know, you can write anything, but seeing is believing. So I thought, you know, 
I'll do, I'll mm. do that, post the videos there, and they became quite, like, um, engaging online there. So it was good. It was a good little community. Um, to be in, in like, um, hindsight, I think I was probably too positive with the um, – <laughs> with what I reported in those videos. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, making good progress, making good progress. But I've, I think that's not very realistic and it also doesn't apply to the vast majority of people who have much more significant fractures than I did. So, you know, hindsight's yeah. 20. When, when you're in such a group like that, like if you can show a little bit of, you know, vulnerability and you have obviously a very good purpose with it, everyone starts to really bond a lot more. And um, to say that if you had um, shared a little bit more, do you think that someone else in that group would have spoke up more as um, well? I, th- I think so. I think so. Um, I don't know because the, the people that had the fractures a majority would have been a bit older. So I don't think they're really related to playing sport and that a lot mm. of their injuries were from accidents, falling downstairs, car accidents. So um, they probably would have seen my videos. And been like, so look at this. A little bit harder. <laughs> um, <but> yeah. <laughs> people were, were sharing pictures and progress photos. And I was like, you know, good on them because a lot of them, again, being older, aren't that um, tech savvy. So they're really making a big effort to contribute to the group and kind of share their experience, which was, which is good. It's good to have like, I think it's good to have a community, but it's also good to be a bit grounded. So it's not all like, Oh, we're doing so well, you know, like you need to, you need a bit of a, a dose of the real world sometimes. So. Yeah. You do need a little bit of real world cause not everything's going to be um, all angels. Sunshines. And, yeah. I don't know what I was say from there. Angels and airwaves. Yeah. <laughs> angels and sunshines. Angels and Airwaves, no, they can pay me for that one now. Um, I don't even know if they're still around. But, yeah, th- thanks so much for your time on that. And um, we're going to sum it up right here. If someone wants to follow what you do in terms of um, you personally or what Cohesion does, where can they find you? They can find us at our website, which I'm making at the moment on at, sorry, www.cohesion.com.au or our Instagram, which we, we post quite a bit on at Cohesion because Cohesion Co was taken. So, you know, you just put it out the front. Um, and then my personal, I don't really do much on there. You want to see pictures of my engagement and wedding. Uh, it's at Angelo A. Carlo. So there you go. That's me. That's me. But if anyone wants video, cohesion.com.au. Well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and um, I vouch for it because uh, as Angelo started out his Cohesion or as um, a videographer and a media, ma- media man, uh, he helps me out a lot, so thank I can vouch for that as well. But thank you so much for your time, and we'll sign it off right there. So, guys, uh, if you want to listen to this, you can always find us on Spotify as well as Anchor.fm. Other than that, guys, just make sure you keep going, build momentum, and carry through, okay? Anything you want to say, Angelo? Just keep building momentum, guys. Momentum is key. Hashtag momentum is key. <laughs>